With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, listeners, to Art Fair Radio. This is Connie Mettler of ArtFairInsiders.com, a social networking site for artists. And I'm publisher of ArtFairCalendar.com, the place to find the nation's best art fairs. Later in the show, we will be taking your calls. Here's the number. Write it down in case you have any questions as we go along. 805-243-1338-805-243-1338. This is going to be a great show. You're going to get a lot of good information on one of my favorite topics, how else can artists make money besides art fairs? We all talk, we all hear the talk about how art fairs are. When you meet somebody, they say, and you tell them you do art fairs, they say, oh, that's so hard. Oh, I could never do that. Well, go, folks, it isn't any harder than a lot of what people do. It just takes stamina and a desire to really do it. And then you also hear artists say, well, it's just not like how it used to be. So so it is hard. So it's not like it used to be. But what are you doing about that? Are you still filling up every weekend with another art fair that you will hope you hope will make a difference to your bottom line? Today we're going to talk about maybe dropping one or two of those shows and putting your energy into something else. Let's see what today's guests have to say. I'm going to be speaking to Carrie Jacobson and Scott Coleman. These two artists are painters. We all know how easy, hard it is to sell paintings, original work at art fairs. So these, that's why I'm starting with this really hard category, painting. They not only participate in the nation's art fairs, they have also reached out into social media to extend their marketing using email, Pinterest, Facebook, and blogging. Unless you think they are 20-year-olds, they are not. These are people almost as old as I am, who have adapted and adopted social media for their art marketing. Uh, Carrie Jacobson, we'll start with her. She came to painting seven years ago at the age of 50. After working in journalism for more than 20 years, she left her job a year ago, just a year ago, folks, to paint full-time. She uses a palette knife to make contemporary landscapes, florals, and portraits of pets. How you doing, Carrie? I'm good. Uh, glad Thanks to have you join me. us today. Oh, I'm you're welcome. And you are calling in from where? From Wachapreeg, Virginia, which is on the eastern shore, um, just over the Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel from Virginia Beach. Okay, and you live on the east coast, right? Yes, the eastern shore of Virginia, in fact, sticks out into the Atlantic, and I live on the Atlantic side. 
So, yep, okay. I'm on the east, okay. east of the East Coast. Okay. Well, my, our other guest is Scott Coleman. He's a watercolor painter that I met at my very first art fair. He set up nearby us, and he became our first friend in the business. Hi, Scott. How are you? Well, hi, Connie. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Let's see. Scott Coleman, he did. He says here that his first show he did sometime in the early 70s, probably the Virginia Beach Boardwalk Show. He had some real jobs, including working for Mississippi Public Television. He's past president of both the Georgia and Southern Watercolor Societies. And I believe you've done art fairs on and off since since the 70s, right, Scott? Exactly, I have. And as a matter of fact, the, the earliest one was really kind of a fluke. Uh, that was in 1965, and it was the boardwalk show. I was in the Navy at the time, stationed in Norfolk, and I said, oh, this will be fun to do. I, you know, so I <laughs> I was painting watercolors in in my spare time, so I framed up a few, went down to the show the morning of the show, paid about 10 bucks, I think, uh, maybe less than that, to be to, to have a spot uh, on the boardwalk, and I did my first show then. Wow. So you were just, wow. just wow. You thought this right. would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but it, like I say, it was a fluke. I didn't do any more shows until uh, until the 70s, and um, uh, and that's when I met you. It was a mid, it was mid 70s, and I met you right there in um, in your hometown, I think, practically uh, uh, Royal Oak, and um, and that was that was a, a big pleasure, and I've enjoyed knowing you all these years. Thank you very much. Carrie and I haven't met face-to-face, but we have spent a lot of time online together, right, Carrie? We absolutely have, and you helped me with my uh, my whole application process and my portfolio, and uh, I think that the help that you gave me last year just made made a huge difference in the shows that I get into. So, well, so well, thank and we you. chatted and emailed over the years, too. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, well, let's get down to our business today about Art marketing, in just being an artist and creating art is one thing, but then you have, if you want to earn a living at it, you have to sell it too. So the marketing is a, a big part of it. So Carrie, you kind of have an interesting story. You, you've only been an artist for a few years. That's right. I've I've been making art for seven years, and um, I uh, uh, pretty much started a blog. Um, Kind of right right away. I I had a newspaper background, but I I you know said for for a lot of reasons my life opened up and I said oh I want to be an artist. Well, it would be about five thirty in the day and I wouldn't have painted anything. I would have cleaned the house and made dinner and brushed the dogs. No painting. So I uh, I started a blog and I made a commitment to um, finish at least one painting a day and post it. So I did that for almost two years and that's sort of how I launched myself. So that was the discipline you needed, huh? Yep. Wow. So, what made you decide you were going to be an artist? Um. Well, my my mother had died, and I was just a wreck. She was my person, sort of my person on earth. And um, uh, the idea came to me to make a painting of our dogs to give to my husband. And if I hadn't been so ruined, I would have just turned away from this idea and instead I embraced it and um the first painting I made was fantastic and I loved it. Um shortly after that newspapers um 
got really hard to keep a job in newspapers. I went out and got coffee one afternoon and came back and found that the job that I thought I would have for the rest of my life had been eliminated. So um, I I did end up with another job, and that didn't work, and that was when I said, and I painted all through this, and I that was when I said, oh, I'm going to be an artist. Um, okay. Eventually, um, insurance drove me back into you know, corporate work, and I did that for another two years, and then last year I walked away to to make art. Okay, and so you've been doing art fairs. You just really started a year ago, correct? I started doing them part-time five years ago. You know, I would do Uh three or four or five a year, and um, Mm -hmm. but uh, but last year I, I did a full summer's worth, and this year I have a full summer's worth scheduled, yeah. Okay, and now is this pretty much... Is your entire? This is not your entire living. You must have some other back things this is from, our from your working living. days. Your entire well, living. We have some, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we have some money saved, but one of the things yeah. about living where we live is it's very cheap, and uh-huh. um, uh, so we, you know, so we are just. Somebody said it's like. You know, you're living like you were in college again. Yeah, yeah, we are, but that's okay. You know, well, I, this I have is a lot one of bologna of, sandwiches, and it's all right. It is all right, and I, I think I know that Scott and his wife Catherine, right? You, you moved to a small town where expenses were less expensive, right? Yes. To support yes. your lifestyle. Yes. Uh, Scott, you're, you're asking me. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you right? Oh, uh, yes, Connie. Uh, I, actually, I'm living in my home the town that I grew up in. I was born in this little town in, in middle Georgia, and this is where we live now. And it is in it. Uh, we live here primarily because it is an expensive place to live, relatively. And it's it's only 50 mm-hmm. miles from Atlanta, so we are not that far from a city if we need yeah. a city. And and believe me, we do from time to time need a city. So yeah. uh, no, it's it's very good. And I and, and growing up here, it has its advantages in being an artist because. You know, this is a small town. I was a big fish in this small town and still am. And uh, I've done really amazingly well my art sales in Jackson, uh, if you can believe it. And uh, and it continues even today after all these years. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I guess I'm, I went way off the topic already. You know, this is not good for me. <laughs> okay. So, and and we, we live in a small town, too, for the same reason. We... If you can keep your expenses down, you can have a much have a great lifestyle, right? So it works. Okay, yes. Carrie, well, on not um, much money, yeah. On not that's right, that's right. I'm going to stay here in my little town. We'll all stay in our little towns. Okay, Carrie. Um, so now the reason I I, I called asked you to be on this podcast is because you blogged about um, an ex- experience you had this winter that I was quite inspired by. Tell me, give me the story on that. Sure. Um, I, I work with a guy named Joe Skelly, and he is uh, he is a prosperity coach, and um, and I can get anybody in touch with him. I'll I'll post the information about him. This was his idea. So, mm-hmm. um, my dad lives in a, a a little town in Arizona, south south uh, south central Arizona. So, I uh, wanted to visit with him, and I got into a show out there. So. I got on my blog, and I got on my mailing list, and I got on my Facebook page, and I uh, started a constant contact account, reached out to people, and um, 23 people gave me um, uh, uh, $2,700 in in advance 
for 27 10-inch by 10-inch paintings uh, that I would make on my trip to Arizona and on my way back from Arizona. So I let them um, choose my route, and I went the way they told me to go. And <laughs> I stopped and, stopped and painted on the way. Um, I spent a week with my dad. I painted out there, and I did the show in Tucson, and then I came back the way they told me to go back, and I painted on the way back. So um, so each of them gets however many hundreds of dollars. If they gave me $100 to get one painting, you know, somebody gave me $300, so he gets three of these little paintings. They also get discounts on a larger painting, and um, somebody will win from me a big painting up to 36 by 60. Yeah, and I got people mostly in the United States, but a couple people from out of the US um sent me sent me money for this. So their sponsorships paid all of my costs, my gas, my lodging and the booth fee at the show in Tucson um and the mailing costs. So the whole Tucson show was profit and I had a good show. So and it's been and it's been a fascinating experience. I made a blog post every day. I made a dedicated blog for this trip. It, the only the sponsors had the address. I wrote every day, um, posted my painting from the day, took other pictures, tried to bring these people along with me. They had a blast. I had a blast. Now I'm mailing out the pictures, the paintings. Wow. <laughs> oh, that, that's a great story. So, okay. Um, so the name of your blog is? My my regular blog is called The Accidental Artist, and it's uh, mm-hmm. carriejacobson.blogspot.com. Okay. and But you were blogging someplace special just for these people for this trip? I, I was, and that was uh, the Two Back and Back blog, uh, <laughs> blogspot.com. My dad lives in Two Back, T-U-B-A-C. Mm-hmm. So the name yes. of my trip was to two back and back and so that's the name of the blog um but it's also i i took those blog posts and a day or two later put them on my regular blog so that my mm-hmm. regular readers would also have access mm-hmm. to the trip. so when you um i know you you write and that you work for newspapers and so blogging pretty came naturally to you mm-hmm. i assume um it's something you're comfortable with so you um have had this blog spot um, blog, The Accidental Artist, for several years. Yes. Yes? Mm -hmm. And you have been collecting email addresses there. Um, Tell me how you you got, how how did you get, attract people to your constant contact list and to your blog spot post? Um, Well, uh, first of all, I learned to talk about uh, myself and my paintings and my blog um, and I got uh, some business cards that I really love. And um, it, if anybody gives me a half a chance, I tell them, yes, I am an artist. And I have this blog, and here you can find it on the back of my card, and you can sign up to get it by email, and it's fun and it's free, and I try not to take up a lot of your day. And um, so every time you see an email from me, you know there will be uh, a new painting. Um so on our, I encourage them to invite their friends, and I get on. I it I, it posts automatically to my Facebook page, and mm-hmm. I also post it my blog on Pinterest. And 
Um, really, mostly it is person by person, card by card, subscription by subscription. Mm-hmm. And how long ago did you start this blog? Mm, 2007. Okay. And you have been... So so when you say that you sold these paintings in advance, this wasn't just your aunt and uncle and to your cousin and to your best friend from high school. No, although my aunt and, my aunt and uncle did buy two of them. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> right. Who, um, primarily these people were, are followers of my blog, but there were also a few strangers in there and um, some people that I sort of knew tangentially and also people who have bought my art uh, in different uh, at different shows and through galleries and and on on, on people buy through my blog um, fairly regularly, so some of them too. So your blog is set up with um, with a pay a pay pl- a way to a shopping cart. My blog is set up with PayPal. I I have stopped mm-hmm. um, recently putting the PayPal uh, thing on there because. I've got some different pricing questions going on, but people can pay me through PayPal for anything. Now they have to call me to find out the price of something. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, so okay. So but, you you started you started planning this when you got into what what? So you wanted to go see your dad, right? Was that the initial impetus? That was the initial. Yes, my dad's eighty-five, and he uh-huh. you know he's in Arizona almost all the time. So. Uh-huh. You know, and and I also I love painting out there. I love painting skies. I love painting the big wide open spaces. I I had done another, uh, a couple painting trips out west, and I really wanted to do another one. It's it's good for me to go different places and challenge myself with different landscapes. So I you know I decided I wanted to do that. And in about January, I started I started talking with Joe about this this idea, which I just laughed at at first. I just thought it was absurd, and who would do and this? And Joe is. Joe Skelly is my prosperity coach. Oh, oh your prosperity coach. Oh, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I started um, posting about it on my blog in probably probably late January. And um, people, people, you know, the sign-up at first was slow. Then I sent out a constant contact uh, to um, people who had... Um, bought my art and wanted me to have their email addresses and I got a I got a few more sponsors and then they really started rolling in and in fact I got sponsors on the day I was leaving you know there was part of me that was saying uh-oh this better stop because how many paintings can I really make um, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> right yeah. yeah so so um so you do plain air painting Right, that's pretty yeah. much what's going on, right? Plain, okay. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, this had to take a. What does this take a lot of courage? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean the the whole thing to even to even imagine that anybody would want to give me money before they had even seen a painting of mine seemed just so, um, so. You know, in, improbable uh, that I thought, well, just people are just going to laugh at me. This is, you know, ridiculous. But I said, okay, so what if people laugh at me? What, mm-hmm. You know, has that ever happened before? Yep, and I lived <laughs> through it. So um, mm-hmm. that took courage. Then, uh, then there were actual um, physical issues I had to deal with. I, I, I ended up buying a new, um, a new van. 
because, uh, I mean, for a lot of reasons, partly because my old van just wouldn't hold my, my paintings are getting bigger and bigger, my old van just wouldn't hold them anymore. So I got a big van and um, and I um, hung pegboard and, and put shelving inside it so that I could deal with all these wet paintings. I figured out a way to sleep in the van so I could cut down on expenses. Um, and I, you know, I, I asked these people, you know, where, how shall I go? How shall I drive? I thought, where, you know, where are they going to send me? You know, if they send me down the Blue Ridge Parkway, I'm in deep trouble. Cause, you know, but, because uh, you can't pull off there and paint. So, oh, oh, uh, right, right, right. So, so yeah, the whole thing. And then, you know, the first, my first painting, um, and I've experienced this on road trips before. I, I thought, you know, what if I can't paint? What if, you know, it came to me sort of out of the blue. What if it goes away? And uh, and so my first painting was like, uh, you know, a little frightening. And you know, then I got into the rhythm of it, and it was and it was fine. Um, but you know, I had, uh, I was painting for people who had already bought these paintings. So uh, there was pressure to do it well and find things that were really interesting. And I mean, stuff I do anyways. But um, but now it was what if it, it was pointed. What if they didn't like it? <laughs> and you had oh, spent exactly. their money. <laughs> exactly. Right, right. Yeah. Well, so um, did, did you spend, Was okay, so you decided back in January you were going to do this. Did you spend a lot of time uh, figuring out the marketing of it all or getting the marketing rolling? How did you, how did you approach that? Um well, I I spent a fair amount of time time trying to form the the plan, you know, coming up with with really how to do this, um, how to you know how to physically do it, how to do it organizationally, and that took that took some some planning. But once I had that kind of ironed out, then I just kept I kept at it. I kept at it on my blog, and you know, I guess prop, maybe I would say. I probably put in 25 hours before I left on it. Um, during the trip itself, um, that that was uh, the writing the daily blogs, posting the daily paintings, and pictures from the road was time-consuming and and difficult. Um, but you know, it was part of the it was part of the deal. I wanted I wanted to give these people a really good experience for their money. Okay. Um, everybody who's listening, this is Connie Mettler at ArtFairInsiders.com. I'm speaking with Carrie Jacobson and Scott Coleman, two painters. We're talking about their outside of Art Fair's marketing and how they've done it. I, this is going to be a lot of good information for people who are timid about changing their ways. Inertia is a word that figures into my mind a lot. You know, you just have to keep trying new things. Because what is it they say? You keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. What is that? Insanity? Was that the answer? <laughs> yeah. And okay, so I Carrie. Say, can mm-hmm. I say one thing? Some, sure. Somewhere along the the, the line here, um, I it was brought to my attention that there was this, this woman um, does a thing called the Drunk Kitchen. And uh, a friend of mine said, you got to go on to Kickstarter. Kickstarter is a place where it does what I did in a more organized fashion. And this woman wanted to just go across the country and like cook in different places, and um, and within two days of her putting uh, putting the thing, putting her uh, her idea up on Kickstarter, 
she had raised something like $150,000 or something insane like that. Wow. And I thought, if this person can do this, I can do it. You know, I can do it. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, the good thing, Carrie, about, you know, I'm thinking about about your thing is that you didn't have to give any money to Kickstarter. You got to keep all the money. That's a cool thing, right? All of it. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Right, yeah. but and you could go be- there for lessons on how to do the marketing, right? Sure, yeah. But this I mean, felt that's, like my that's, own thing. It felt like, yeah. you know, not Kickstarter's thing, but my own thing, which yeah, I love. Yeah, right, right. Well, okay, so um, so you you it was successful? Yes. Are you thinking about doing well, are you thinking about doing it again? I would, I would, yes, I'm going to do it again. In fact, I already have sponsors who have already given me money. I don't even know where I'm going next. And they have said, i got to be in on that next time. And uh, um, so, yeah, you know, I'd like to maybe instead of doing like 20 art shows next summer, I'd like to maybe cut that down to five and, you know, do some trips associated with them. Some, You know, Mm -hmm. do, Mm -hmm. do this again, replicate it. Yeah, right. I, that's a that's a great idea. I, and yeah. make the destination an art fair, or maybe your have yeah. your a father fly into um, Portland, Oregon, <laughs> to help you at an art fair. You know something? <laughs> love that. Wow. Yeah. 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 Well, it, and I think on Art Fair Insiders, when you posted about this, someone suggested you know that you could do this internationally. Oh yeah. Yes, and I've well. actually I've actually found some ways to to do that, which is pretty exciting. Oh, well, right. Okay, so um, of the all the the things that you did, I'm sure everything didn't wasn't a bullseye. What parts? What would you do differently? Um, uh, I think I would I would start earlier. Um, I I would probably figure out a way for um, some people to um, commission larger paintings. So instead of maybe 27 10-inch by 10-inch paintings, you know, maybe limit the 10-inch by 10-inch to, you know, say I will do 20 or 15 10-inch by 10-inch paintings and three, you know, whatever other sizes. And mm-hmm. um, so... A tiered because, system. Well, a tiered system and, and partly because at, at $100 each... Um, these paintings mount up really quickly for the amount of money that um, that they bring in. Yes. So it would be really good to have some bigger paintings. Um, then I have real questions. The way I did this was the first person who signed up got the first choice of all the paintings. The second person got the first choice minus what that first person had chosen. Mm-hmm. So you know, and down the list. So mm-hmm. I need to figure out a two-tier way so that the people who give me the big bucks. I know they're out there. Um, <laughs> you know, don't stomp all over the people who really want to support the project and just want a hundred dollar painting. So, okay. So, how how does this uh, whole idea play into your overall idea of earning a living as an artist? Where do you where does this fit? Well, it gives me more of what I want, which is to go to beautiful places and stand there and paint, which is. Um, you know, a pretty simple thing that I want from life, and that's what makes me the happiest of anything. So the more that I can do of that, the the happier I am. 
Okay. And financially, you are working on making that happen. Yeah. That's your goal, is to make this happen. So a balance yeah, well, My goal of, is so people come mm-hmm. to me and buy the paintings that I want to make. That's my goal. Right. Yes, right. that's right, yeah. Okay. Wow, that's that's really great. Scott, are you impressed? I am very impressed. This has been wonderful, Carrie. I, I, it, we will have to talk later after the show because I, I did the, a very similar deal that you've been doing or that you did out west, uh-huh. I, except mine were, mine were to Europe, and, and it, it worked beautifully. And like you say, the money comes in, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to talk to you after, sure. Okay, well, well I'll sure. put we, you two in touch. Compare notes, and I can tell you how I how I I got around the the big the big paintings and the middle sized paintings and the little paintings about how how they picked them. There's you know it was pure lottery. They drew a number out of a out of a hat. And uh, oh, great! It, That's a great idea. And, and they just they pick according to their number in their category, of course, because I had I would go with three or four categories uh, from two fifty. Two hundred and fifty dollars to five to seven fifty to a thousand dollar piece, you know. And I had I had paintings in all of those categories, and but they could only select in their own category until everybody was satisfied, and then they could switch categories. So you know, it, it just got to be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, no, that sounds that sounds great, boy. Now and I would never have thought of a lottery. That's fantastic. Well, here's the other thing about all of that, what Scott's just saying, and, of course, what is underlying yours, Carrie. You're building a community of enthusiasts around your work, right? You're building collectors, and their collectors are excited. Yeah, they're excited, and they tell their friends, and their friends tell their friends, right? They all say, I want to be a part of your next trip. And and, and like you say, it's almost sold before you even plan the trip. (laughs) I Oh, but I, gosh. I, I tell you, I, w- I went to Italy, England, France, and Spain, no and Canada kidding. doing this. Doing this uh, some of my friends called it my art scam, but it was not a scam. Everybody, <laughs> was, everybody was quite satisfied with it. <laughs> but, oh, okay, well, then let the, we, now we did, we're, okay, we'll get back to that. But um, yeah. now I would like to talk That's to Scott Cohen about The reason I have Scott on this call is because. Um, of course, I, I'm on his mailing list or his Facebook. Who knows, whatever. But because I've known him for a long time, but some a couple years ago, I started seeing these emails, these Facebook postings about buy Scott's cupcake painting, and I'm like, really? <laughs> I mean, I know Scott from his um, watercolors, a lot of wonderful water-related pieces because he lives near the o- ocean. I mean, he, right, Scott? I mean, that's really been one of your. Um, you've oh, done I've a lot always of, been, yeah, but I've always been a coastal yeah. painter, and we in okay. uh, okay. Atlantic Coast and Gulf Coast, et cetera, but uh, and in yeah. all water okay. colors, but right. Okay, exactly. so that yeah, so that's what I what I thought about you. So I'm hearing cupcakes, and I'm thinking, for heaven's sakes. Okay, so Scott, tell me about how your what your project was and how it developed, please. Well, it is really crazy. Uh, Catherine, my <laughs> wife, who's a painter, she and I both were were returning from a show in. Um, in late uh, 2009, uh, it had not been a very good show for either of us, but I was really, really down about it. I think it was a goose egg for me, actually. And um, uh, uh, people out there who are doing watercolor paintings, they know that water. Uh, well, 2D is, is kind of a hard sell at shows. 
Uh, it exactly. seems like a lot harder to do now than than it used to be. And watercolors aren't as popular as they used to be. But uh, and even though I think I've I've gotten better at it and better at it through the years, uh, and I think I've been was doing really some of my best work, they were not selling. So I was saying, Catherine, I have got to do something entirely different. I said, I am sick and tired of doing these watercolors and just watching them sit there on the panels and bringing them all home again. I want to do something. I want to do something small. I want to do something in another medium. I do not want to deal with mats, glass, or frames. I don't want to do any of that. What can I do? And we were, it was a long, it was about a six hour trip, and so we had a time to just sit in silence for a while. Captain says, um, Why don't you do cupcakes? I said, Catherine, I am not a cupcake kind of a guy. She, she said, Do cupcakes, they're very popular in this country right now. And I, I said, What in what? And she says, Do them in acrylics. I said, I am not an acrylic painter. And she says, she was and still is in mixed media and acrylic painting. She says, I will teach you what you need to know about acrylic painting. So I said, okay. I said, what size do you think? And she says, you know, five inch by five inch. They should be pretty close to actual size. You'd, um, other, other painters have done gigantic paintings of desserts and other things. We all know who they are. And I, but, I, but I, once again, was not interested in doing things large. So... I said, okay, five-inch uh, canvas uh, cupcake. So we got home. I, she let me borrow some of her brushes and her paints, and I sat down and started fiddling with the uh, acrylics. And uh, it took about a month to get up to speed where to, to a point where I thought they might be might be showable. And uh, so I did a did a seri- uh, did about twenty and. Um, and Captain and I said, now, how are we going to market these? And she said, we'll put them on a blog. We will send out our, uh, a, a card to all of our um, people that we have addresses for. We'll, put it, we'll send emails. We'll uh, put it out on Facebook. And that's how that we did the marketing for it. And I said, we'll do it one a day. And so we started doing them one a day, Monday through Friday. There were five-inch uh, cupcakes. I went to Atlanta and went to every cupcake shop in Atlanta and bought cupcakes every week and bought every cupcake book I could find, get my hands on, and I even started designing cupcakes for myself. But um, we started, so we put a price of them, 110 bucks each, uh, and I would do one a day, Monday through Friday. We would post it at noon, and uh, the first one sold, the, the second one sold. The third one so, and the, it was just like that. I, I may have one or two cupcakes in a in in a two week period that had not sold, but eventually, and, and then we said, well, how long are we going to do this? I said, why don't we do a year of them? Initially, I thought, said maybe I will do a cupcake calendar next year using these cupcakes with a cupcake on each page, uh, you know, a daily calendar, or do mm-hmm. something, or maybe even a little cupcake book, you know, just to continue the process of the cupcakes but that those two items never did materialize but i did i just kept at it and um i picked up um i picked up a collector out in colorado who started gosh buying just about all of them as quickly as she could get her hands on she would uh, uh they would be up for five minutes and they were gone and uh then i picked up another collector down in boca raton and uh that person 
they were vying for the cupcakes. It, and, it, and, but I was selling them. I've sold them probably in every, uh, just about every state in the union. Uh, many of them at home and uh, in Georgia, because a lot more people knew me and a lot more people were watching the the, um, the cupcake blog. But it went beautifully. I I did my 300. I ended up uh, moving from five days a week to six days a week, Monday through Saturday. And it kept me quite busy to do a cupcake. You know, I, I could, on a good day, I could do two cupcakes a day. On, um, But most of the time, I only turned out one or maybe one and a half and finished it up the next day. And, uh, but, um, and of course, Sundays I was frantically trying to get ready for getting ready for the week to have at least a couple to to start the week with. And um, and it just uh, it was just it just worked out great. I sold all 365. It took about a year and a half because not doing them on initially on Saturday and Sunday. I was only doing five a week, and then um, uh, and then just uh, six a week. So it takes a little longer than an actual year. But uh, but I also did probably an additional 40 or 50 cupcakes where people wanted a redo of a cake that they didn't get, and they just asked me if I would do it again. And I did uh, some commission cupcakes. Um, I live at, um, in Georgia, and in the University of Georgia is a big deal down here, and the Bulldogs are a big deal. So I did a number of, of Georgia Bulldog cupcakes. I did Flamingo cupcakes. I even did a Virgin Mary cupcake, and it, it was divine. <laughs> but and, but it, what they wanted, I would do. So, and as a matter of fact, I, I, that series ended um, in. Uh, I started in, in late um, 2009 and finished uh, sometime in 2011, and I haven't done them since. But I'll occasionally, I will get a, a request to do another cupcake, and I and I, of course I do that. Uh, it's not easy. I'm back to doing my watercolors again, and I'm on on a new series that I really am enjoying doing. So I'm uh, cutting mats and, and cleaning glass and making frames once again. But uh, I am thinking uh, seriously about maybe going back. You know, they say you can't go back, and I pr- it probably will be a total disaster. But I might go back and maybe start another blog with a, uh, and maybe do 100 cupcakes or, or work toward that goal and see how, the, how it plays out again. Uh, interesting, interestingly enough, I did uh, toy with a, just a dessert blog, which, uh, and I did about 25 on that, and, and it was not, uh, it was not uh, as satisfactory as just the cupcakes, so I ended that blog earlier. But that's but generally that's how that one worked, and then for one hundred and ten dollars, which included shipping, and shipping was normally about five or six dollars, and you buy, you don't have to buy the box; you get the box free at the post office, and I would put, mm. pop one in the mail every day, and it was it was wonderful not having to do so many uh, art fairs around the country. I, I probably only did maybe three or four that year, if that many. I don't even don't even think I did that many that um during that period. I just um did my cupcakes and, and accompanied Catherine on her shows. <laughs> I really so. like the idea that you made them to a size that would fit in a post office shipping box. Oh, absolutely. That little box, it was perfect. It was perfect. Because that's Through one little... of the big pains, right? I mean, packing oh, and is. shipping. it is. Absolutely. Packing, packing oh, and shipping. This was absolutely. so easy. 
so easy, and um, and that's the that's the beauty, and it it, it fit all my criteria: a, a small painting, a new medium, and a new subject, and all the other things. Uh, I have to say, my wife is brilliant, and she did and she <laughs> does all the computer things. Uh, she's uh, she do, she set up the blog and she and she does Facebook and she does all the other things for both of us. I I'm, I can read emails, but that's about it. And uh, so she's. Uh, it, uh, if, my advice is to uh, either marry somebody that is, is is great with a computer, or either get one of your children to do it for you, because <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> So that was that's my cupcake story, and 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 it was uh, it was subtle out of the box, but it was just you know, and I I had no idea it would be so successful, but it was. So you're going to give Catherine the credit for the the marketing part, but you can tell me what she did. Basically, you had a blog. Now, where where were these published? Uh, They were just on blog. It was on the. uh, scottscupcakes.blogspot.com I don't think it's up now I'm not sure mm-hmm. I would have to ask mm-hmm. her and she's not handy but I don't think you can uh-huh. see I was going to say you might could go to it and see some but and there may be some on on my website I'm not sure about that either I I don't go to my website to see what's on it she she sets it up and she does all of that stuff so uh but that's a, uh-huh. but but to get it going we just we just sent like I said we sent a postcard to um with a cupcake on it to, to Everybody on my mailing list from 1973 or whatever, how long ago? So goes you back. started with uh, the old, old time kind of marketing, the postcards exactly. to your mail, to exactly. a mail mailing list. Yeah, just a right. mailing list. Absolutely. Did you and did then, you do that, Carrie? Did you use postcards? You know, I didn't. Any and, mail and mailing? Now I mm-hmm. wish I had. I mean, that's, that's okay. just so smart. I've got people. Well, see, yeah, yeah I mean, people I've got put a regular that up mailing on their, they'll Put that little mailing up on the on their sure. refrigerator, I mean, and they'll see yeah. it every day. And it's yeah. a constant reminder, you know. Yeah. And that's that's why we did it that way to start off with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you started with postcards to your mailing list. Exactly. Then she then um, this started going. Then she built the blog spot where she posted about them and showed the images. And I believe right. that there was also that was linked to. Then she would also post it at Facebook, and on right? Facebook so you also yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is is so, did, yeah. do you have your own Facebook page or was this just in a news feed? Do you know the difference? <laughs> she did. She does newsletters on uh, uh, about every quarter, um, and uh, in during that time, she would put it on the on put out on the newsletter on her on her Facebook page, and uh-huh. but you mm-hmm. know. Which was, you know, and she had a, a, a heck of a lot more contacts. She does a lot more shows, and she gets a lot, a lot more right. names, and meets a lot more people than I do now. I'm, I've slowed down a little bit, uh, not to a creepy crawl, but a little bit slower. And um, and so, you know, so between the two of us, uh, our our contacts and mailing list, and and these uh, three collectors that just went uh, went bonkers, and you know, they would have. Some, I would think they probably. Between the the my the two biggest uh, collectors, they they collected uh, two hundred of the of the cupcakes. But they had multiple homes. They had to have they had to have, and you know they hang beautifully in big blocks. Oh you know, uh, yes! Oh, that'd be very know, attractive. Exactly, and one and this one one uh, client uh, uh, collector, she had a whole wall of them in her kitchen, 
So that wow. you know, that's the sort of thing that uh, kept them buying more and more cupcakes. And then one lady had uh, two homes, one in Boca Raton and one on Cape Cod, and she had to have she had to have cupcakes in both places. So that suited me just wow. fine. Thank you. <laughs> Did you ever put the cupcake out on the beach? Did you ever have them in a special setting, or was it just the cupcake itself? Just the cupcake itself. No, I did not. I did not place them anywhere. Any, uh, or any, you know, they were just, just the cupcakes. And they uh, didn't go to the art uh, fair. They didn't. No, no. Okay. All right. Know, just I the cupcakes. Did, I did go to. I did take them to two. Uh, I think two shows during that whole period. But you know, Connie, it takes about three hundred cupcakes to make a booth. You know, <laughs> if they're five inch by five inch. You know, and I never. Of course, I wouldn't have that many cupcakes on hand. So it was just, it was just ludicrous, and they didn't have the impact uh, at an art fair. Uh, you know, because I never had enough. You know, I would go, right. I would go with fifty, well, and, and mm-hmm. thinking that, ooh, you know, this is going to be a lot of cupcakes. But when you put them in a ten by ten booth, that's not a lot of, of cupcakes, and it's not a lot of art for them, you know, to fill up a booth. So I said, this is crazy. I'm not going to do this anymore. But I did I did pick up one of my great big collectors by doing that one show in Boca Raton. So uh, I'm not sorry I did, but uh, I didn't do it anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so you basically you were you were not showing them at, at the shows. You were showing your no. your other work. This is a separate, I wasn't, separate project. I, I right? wasn't hard, I was wasn't doing shows, you know, because oh, right. my time was all taken up with cupcakes. No, I couldn't. Right. I couldn't. Right. So I, I had to sacrifice art shows, but the art shows, like I say, were not were not paying off at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm happy to say they're better now. But uh, they, uh, but uh, uh, when I was doing this series, they were not they were not good for me at all, really. So uh, that's mm-hmm. another reason why I just really wanted to, a big change. Scott, did you do these on what? What did you do these on panels? I did did them did them on little five by five inch canvases. Canvases. They were okay. they were canvas stretched canvases, yeah. Uh huh. Huh. And they and the canvas, you know, the canvas only sold for you know less than five bucks or about five dollars oh, yeah. each. If you know, you buy you know buy a hundred at a time and you can get a better deal and um, yeah. so it wasn't a lot of expense you know you don't you don't put that much acrylic paint on a five inch by five no. inch uh, canvas and uh, the uh, expense of shipping them was only five dollars so you know right. it, you know you're just about clearing ten a uh, hundred dollars each so yeah. Yeah. that was very good that was very good for the bank account and yeah. because I you know th- this is what my wife and I do exclusively is is paint and um and sell art that's all that's our living mm-hmm. so what kind of discipline did this take for you to do this oh it took quite a bit of discipline yeah. um i um uh you know you, you, there were days when you just did not want to face another cupcake but uh, <laughs> i must say though i forgot to say though it was, it was really great i think i gained about 20 pounds during the series because after finished <laughs> You ate them. a cupcake. You had to eat it. <laughs> you can't. Well, I'm looking at them right now, and they're they're just beautiful. I'm looking at them. Um, oh, are you? Are you? Well, thank yeah. you. <laughs> are you, are you on the blog? Uh, what did you? What yes, did you go I'm, to? Yes, I'm on the blog, the Daily Cupcake, and they're they're uh-huh. colorful and they're, um, you know, oh, I they love were. that. They were very quite yes, colorful. they're yeah. very colorful and they're just beautifully painted, and each one sort of echoes the other and. You know, you have a simple format, and it's but it's very elegant, and they're just so fun, and they're they're just so beautiful. Well, thank you very much. You're very sweet. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so this this 
you know, one of the great things about this, of course, is that both of these projects, I mean, Carrie, you're not burned out from shows yet because you haven't been in the business that long, but, you know, you still, some shows are really discouraging. As Scott said, this is one of the things that got this going. Is it get really discouraging? So what else are you going to do? Are you just going to load up and go do another show and be discouraged next weekend? So this is some one of the reasons I am always after artists to have good social media presence, have good websites and things like that. Because this is look at you guys. You you made money. I mean, you had mailing lists from doing your shows, but so do so does everyone else in the business. At least they should. And this is a wonderful way to take your talent, push it further. Here's Scott. There you were. You were discouraged. You couldn't hardly probably face. I, you know, we stopped doing shows because we got so discouraged. So I totally understand it. It's demoralizing. It's very demoralizing, and um, especially well, even if you had not ever done well, but especially if you had made a decent living at it, it's very demoralizing. What are you going to do? Well, what is the answer? You don't keep doing the same thing, right? Right. That's correct. Right. That's right. And my uh, make- these ten by tens actually started as a as a as a project, and you know this whole project thing, I I was going to do they're they're a hundred square inches, so I was going to do a hundred ten inch by ten inch paintings and sell them for a hundred dollars each, and that gave me something small to have at the shows, and you know I went through and sold a hundred of them fast, so. You know, sort of like your your project. It's it's you know you get in the rhythm of this thing, and that's where that they came from. Exactly. Right. Now it sounds. I mean, a uh, um, an, an artist could say, "Oh, this is just too commercial. This is too much." You know, this I just, just all you're thinking about is making money. But Carrie, you said it. What does this en- enable you to do? What you love to do, right? Exactly. Exactly. Hey. It's. Right. <laughs> it's it's not selling out. Well, I mean, I don't see it selling out. I mean, I I am, you know, I want to sell my paintings because I want to make my living painting. But sort of to some degree, I I don't, um, uh, you know, I I mean, I do portraits of pets. You know, um, mm-hmm. I it, as long as I can sell some art and give myself the time and space to go paint in the fields. Then I'm happy, and so if I can sell those paintings of standing in the fields, then I'm doubly happy. So yeah, this well, is and the, I know that right you paint, target. you do, you do pet portraits, and but you love animals, so yeah, it's a lovely them. thing for you to do. That's right. Yeah, when we were doing shows, my husband had this whole series of he was a photographer, and he set up, did a lot of studio work. And he would bring in children and set up these charming scenes of the children dressed up doing things. He loved it. It was so much fun to get these little kids in. You know, this idea that's in your head, put it down. And other people would say, oh, God, look at Norm. He's just doing these these cute, cutesy things. But you know what? It's all part of the journey. So there you go. And they they were perfectly beautiful, too, absolutely. They were beautiful pieces. The uh, I, I I do house paintings. Um, people want portraits of their homes, mm-hmm. old homes, old family homes, even mm-hmm. new homes. I even did a, a did a person's um, uh, uh, trailer that they had lived out in. That was their that was their <laughs> castle, and with two Great. bird dogs in the front yard. You know, I do I do those oh. things, but but they afford you the opportunity to do 
things too, and to stay in say in art because you know it's 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 not high art I don't think, but it's but it's art and um, and uh, if you've got a, if you've got a you, you brush in some paints you're in painting you're doing art so yeah. I I do a lot of those they're just commission pieces but. Um, I was trained as a graphic designer in school, and that was what I thought I was going to be, but I really wanted to be a painter, so I did both for the longest time, but then I just I finally uh, threw in the towel on as being a graphic designer and just started painting full-time. But um, the combination of the two, but that, that's where, the, going back to discipline, Connie, I think that's where my discipline came from, is deadlines, being a graphic designer. You, yeah. had, to, you had to do the work for the client, you had to do it uh, on time, and it had to be what they expected. Uh, and oftentimes, they dictated exactly how it was done. But I, but I was holding the brush, so I still, I still was uh, doing what I considered art. So I wasn't selling out uh, being a graphic designer either. I don't think. Mm-hmm. So Scott, are you? Um, is it always in the back of your head? Are you searching around for the next perfect um, subject? Absolutely, and you know, I'm, and I'm really, <laughs> I, I hesitate to even say where my thoughts are going now. But I'm no, thinking, no. it's secret. I'm, I'm thinking, pardon? <laughs> it's a secret. You don't have to give it away. <laughs> okay, because it may not happen, but it, it's going to be a, an entirely new new departure. So, mm-hmm. uh, but you so would do this again. Stay tuned. Pardon me. Oh, absolutely. you would do this again. Absolutely, in a heartbeat. Yeah, I. You know, I. I the worst thing I can imagine for any artist at any age is do the same thing over and over and over for their entire career. That is just, that just, I can't think of how that can be done. But a lot of, I've, I've seen a lot of people do that, and yes. Uh, yes. I just can't, I can't imagine that kind of a thing. It's like, it's making product, it's not making art. Exactly. They know, they learn how to do, they will learn how to do something, and, 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 most, and most often, uh, the not they do it well and and that's what they do forever and ever. I don't. I'm not one of those people. Who can't do it. Just can't do it. Me neither. Can't do it. <sighs> yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we're, we're kindred spirits, Sam. We're gonna... Yes, we are. Yeah, I think <laughs> you are. guys need need to meet soon. Maybe on we the do. boardwalk we in, do. Uh, in Virginia Beach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I so it won't be at Virginia Beach. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've gotten so carried away here, I keep forgetting about my station breaks. But this is this is Connie Mettler, ourfairinsiders dot com. I'm speaking to Kara Jacobson from Virginia and Scott Coleman in Georgia. They are two painters who have made some new ideas and found some great ways to market their art. This is pretty inspirational. I'm excited about it. Um, let's see. So, okay, uh, we're almost out of time here. So, um, Carrie Do you have a and Scott, of I want to, to talk. I don't have anybody who wants to talk, but I know that I've got <laughs> listeners because oh, no. I can see on my. There are people. <laughs> people are listening. I think they're flabbergasted, frankly. You know. I think you they're know, probably going to call up and say, "You people are crazy." <laughs> <laughs> well. You know what? What is why? What am I trying to do here? I'm trying to help artists earn a living. This is earning a living. This is doing what you love. It's it's the it's the lifestyle thing, right? Carrie, you get to go visit your dad and make money along the way. Scott, you can Absolutely. let sit back and paint your cupcakes while Catherine goes out and does the shows. This is great. <laughs> this is the way to do it. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, would you both think about this and give me some answers on this? Do you? I'm going to ask you individually. Any advice for artists 
who want to take on a project like one of these. Like, like think about what are your best tips. Carrie, where, what should somebody do first? Where, where, what are your best tips on this? Oops, um, we've got just a few minutes. <laughs> okay. I think my best tip is to have, a, have, have an idea that you're really excited about and, um, oh. and, and be brave in talking about it and writing about it and, you know, devoting yourself to it. Great. Yes. Good. Be brave. And dev- yep. Okay. Scott, how about you? I agree with all of those things. Um, uh, I th- you know, I think it's oftentimes good too to you know to bounce your ideas off of other people, uh, either other artists or people who do entirely different things. That they mm-hmm. might give you a they they might give you a different um, a different insight into if what you're thinking and might it might could have even help with it. You know, yeah. you never know. Um, um, it, uh, but you know, it, you don't always. I don't think it's always very helpful to keep your 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 new ideas or, or, or things that you're developing um, a secret. You know, I think you know sometimes unless you don't trust who you're talking to, you you know, artists are big thieves. We all like to pick up things from other people, and <laughs> so if you don't feel comfortable with who you're talking to, don't tell them everything. <laughs> But, yeah, That's I, why I didn't you know, ask I you your next topic, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I, yeah, I was I was about to blab it out and let you know it, let everybody no, know. No, 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 no. I won't steal that from okay. you. Okay, but That's I don't fine. paint, so there you go. You're safe from me. Okay, go. that who about said, wraps it, it up for today. <laughs> you guys are terrific. Anybody? Thank you, Carrie, and thank you, Scott. If oh, folks thank you. who are listening, oh, thank you if very you much. like Please, this, oh, you're, it's just great. We'll have to meet. We'll have to get together. Yeah, anyway, folks who are listening, send us both each other's phone numbers. Sure, sure, I'll do that. If, yes, okay, sir. now you guys are finished and I'm going to talk. Okay, if you like this podcast, would you please head to artfairinsiders.com, become a member, and join in the lively conversation. We're just about finished here. We'll be posting info about this broadcast at artfairinsiders.com, and we welcome your comments there. You can download this free podcast at iTunes in the podcast section, and subscribe to it there also. If you'd review it while you're there, you would be contributing to our mission, supporting the success of the nation's artists. I had a great review recently. Someone told me that these podcasts are better than the Harvard Business Review, so don't miss the rest of them. We have more interesting shows in the works with some of the nation's top show directors and artists. Our next podcast We'll be speaking with two show directors, one in California and one in Illinois, both who are renowned for bringing in buyers to their shows, the buyers. How do they do it? This show should be very helpful for any show organizers. Do you have a good idea for a podcast? Let me hear from you. Connie at artfaircalendar.com or post it on our podcast page at artfairinsiders.com. Till the next time. Visit ArtFairInsiders.com, tell your friends about us, like us on Facebook, go out, create, make money. Bye, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh. 